For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast, the three-in-one podcast on finances, business, and technology. Podcasting to you from the studios of TaylorMerrick.com, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Here's your host, Taylor Merrick. Hello and welcome to episode number six in the Taylor Merrick podcast. If you would like to subscribe to this feed, simply go out to TaylorMerrick.com, click on the blog link, and from there you can subscribe in iTunes and whatever other feed aggregator that you have. You, I also encourage you to take the review that is also down on the right-hand side of the page on the TaylorMerrick.com blog page. Uh, you can take a review of it. You can be completely anonymous. Also, if you have iTunes, take a review out in iTunes. I actually found out that I am in the top today's top 100 listings in education training category. So write a review, tell me what you think, what you need improved, what you like, don't like, so on and so forth. Um, and also take the review on Podcast Alley. And uh, today's episode, I'm going to be covering more common myths for finances, cash flow will be for business, and cleaning your laptop for technology. So to get started in finances, there's a couple more common myths that I would like to expose today, and the first one is that debt is bad. Well, if you listen to one of my previous podcasts, I spent uh, I spent the entire topic of finances on debt, but just for a clarification, not all debt is bad. So far, the only debt that I see that is good is real estate debt if you're going to buy a rental property and that that kind of debt is good that is used as a leverage if you were to go buy a eight million dollar house you could either borrow it in like ten seconds borrow the money to pay for it or you can save up all your life eight million dollars to buy that property which would you do well, you can get it done a lot faster by the leverage and by borrowing good debt. And But you want to make sure that the good debt does not turn into bad debt. And the good debt stays good that the tenant is paying it off every month. 
and that there's excess cash flow going off of that for you. You want to make sure that you are making cash flow off of that property. And that is a tool. Treat it as a loaded gun. That's how you want to treat that. It can be very powerful and very useful in the hands of a person that knows how to use it. And it can be very deadly to somebody that doesn't know how to do it. Same thing with the gun. And along those lines, we actually owe one of the greatest debts ever. If you're a Christian, we owe one of the greatest debts ever. Christ died for our sins, and thus, the only thing we have to do is receive his free gift, and we are sort of indebted to him from then on for what he did. So, right now, we're in debt. If, <laughs> if it's not financial, you are... Uh, spiritually in debt and you're going to be in debt for the rest of your life because Christ did something that we could have never done so we owe him for that we owe him uh, allegiance and following him and doing what he says I just said that I'd bring that up to you that's uh, sort of a new spin on debt where that we are in debt and we'll be in debt more or less forever because of what Christ did to us but you can also you can stay out of the bad financial debt that's what you want to do you want to pay off your credit cards right away and you want to pay off your all your liabilities your car loan your mortgage as soon as possible because that that is the kind of debt that can come around and bite you and that's what we that's what you don't want and a good debt, of course, is real estate when you borrow it. And uh, another good debt is what Jesus did for us, that, that we're indebted to him forever. And that's a good debt. Oh, and also another thing along those lines, there is also, um, you know how you hear about network marketing companies? Well, if you're a Christian, you're actually in one right now. You're getting training from the Holy Spirit and you're bringing more people in under you under your triangle you're bringing in disciples people you're bringing people to Christ there's a new spin on it we're actually indebted to Christ forever and when we joined up with him we joined his network marketing company and all us Christians we go spread the word and we bring up more people there's there's two new things you can go away from this podcast today and think, wow, I learned something new. I'm in debt, and I joined a network marketing company when I became a Christian. And, uh, so, back to the myth, debt is bad. Yes, it can be bad, depending on how you use it. There's bad debt, which is credit card debt, house mortgage car payment whatever loans that's bad debt good debt is real estate debt when you borrow and you use it as leverage to buy something that you wouldn't be able to and another myth is that in the real estate realm is most reason that people don't go into real estate is because they say something like well I have to fix the toilet when it breaks at 2 in the morning when the 
when I have a rental. Well, of course, that might be true, that you have to fix the toilet, but um, I haven't really seen many people having to go fix toilets at 2 in the morning. They either, number one, uh, have a property manager that takes care of it so that they don't have to deal with it at all, Number two, they have a really good property that they don't have to fix the toilet. But I think deep down what that means that I have to fix the toilet is that I'm not interested. I really don't want to get into real estate because it's too risky. And, of course, as I've said in previous podcasts, there's risk in everything you do. Walking, driving, talking, sitting anything. I mean, you could be walking and you could fall down the stairs and kill yourself right then and there. Same thing with uh, driving a car. You could be driving along, doing everything perfectly fine, and a car could come sideswipe you and ask the end of you. There's risk in everything that you do. What you want to do is you want to learn how you can take control so that there is less risk that you have to worry about. And Fixing toilets might be a problem, but you know what? If you have rental property, you're in control, and you make sure that toilet's working. And if you have a property manager, you don't have to worry about it at all, because if the toilet breaks, the property manager comes out and does it. And if you had it planned out correctly, if the toilet breaks, that comes out of the renter's pay, what the renter will pay you every month. So you don't really have to worry about that if you have set it up for real estate correctly. And I might be doing more myths as time goes on, or I might be doing something new in finances. If there's something specifically you would like to learn in finances, you can email me. What you can do is you go out to tailormerick.com, click on the Contact Me, and then put in your name, email the subject, and the body of the message. Send it to me. If it's an idea for a show that you would have, put in show idea in the subject so that my email doesn't sink it spam and delete it, and I can't see your good ideas that you want to do for a good idea that you have for finances. And that'll be it for the finances topic. Now we move into business. And business, I've been talking about the outside of the triangle, the BI triangle, the past couple of podcasts. And I talked about leadership and team and mission. You should have all those. The next one starts at the bottom of the triangle inside. So now we're done with the sides and now we're going inside the triangle. Down on the bottom of the triangle, there is one there's a plank called cash flow, and that is one of the most important things in your business. Most, the reason the statistics 9 out of 10 businesses fail is because of bad cash flow management. Usually sucks them dry or they're not tracking it and it knocks them out that way. But cash flow, what that is, is your accounting, your money. If you want a visual idea, 
that cash flow is life-giving blood. It's the it's giving blood to all the parts of the body. And what cash flow is if for your business is money coming in and money going out. How does the money come in? Where does it come in? Where does the money go out expense-wise? Does it go out to pay your employee, go out to pay your equipment, and so on and so forth? And you can track that, and you can put graphs on it like the income-to-expense ratio, uh, if your expenses are increasing or not. And you want to track that closely because if you're, you can become really good at cash flow, then you can instantly recognize when there's a problem in your business and you can go and fix it. Same thing with the doctors. When they take a blood sample, they look at your blood and they can find out exactly what's wrong with you before you even realize that something's wrong with you. And that's, that's what you want for cash flow. There are books out there. I will have a link of, out on my podcast for you to get recommended books, some books that I recommend for learning about cash flow. Uh, if there, you, there's plenty of books out there and classes out there. What I would suggest is if you don't have accounting experience, go out and learn about accounting and also get an accountant on your team. I talked about team uh, two, three podcasts back about how important it is to need a team and a team can be made up of lawyers and accountants. While your accountant can help you understand cash flow if you don't want to go to a class, you can either read a book or you can go talk to your accountant and your accountant can help you explain it and make and you can make sure that you understand how the cash flow is working, how the money is coming in, and where the money is going out. This cash flow is the lifeblood of your business, and if you're not tracking it, watching it, and looking for any problems at cash flow, it'll eventually, in the end, take your business out, and there would be none of your business left. And that is it for business. If you would like a business idea, if you have an idea for a podcast show in a business, then you can email me. Go to taylormerrick.com, click on the contact me form, fill it out, uh, podcast ideas for that, and the ideas that you have for business, and I'll look at it, and I can, I'll then let you know if I'll be using it in a future podcast. As of right now, I'm finishing up the BI Triangle. I, If you have an idea, I might possibly use it in podcast number 10 or 11 because I still have a couple more planks to go in the BI Triangle. And that'll wrap it up for the business. And in technology, I mentioned that you're going to be cleaning your laptop. I'm waiting to get a hold of some laptops so I can clean them for you. One one of these days or another, I'll have a product review on a laptop done, and I can give you the full detailed spe- specifications on it. And if you haven't listened to podcast number three or four, 
I talk all about what I do in my product reviews, all the detailed tests and such. And that test is actually pretty comprehensive. And if I do get a product, it will uh, it'll drag this drag the podcast on longer, so it might go over the half hour mark. But you, the listener, if you're looking for this information, this is a great place to get that information. But now back to the topic for technology. It is cleaning your laptop. Well, after you use your laptop a few times, you may want to do some cleanup. I mean, you can look on your screen. You might see fingerprints from your kids or from other people, and the keyboard might look dirty and have junk in it. And your nice new laptop that you just got recently might now look like a piece of junk, but it's dirty, and you need... The laptops, they're really robust beasts. They can go through a lot without needing a cleaning. But if you do remember to clean it, these are some steps that you want to do. First off, turn off the laptop. You do not want the laptop on when you're cleaning it because you might have some moisture and you could electrocute yourself. And also because you could ruin the computer by touching all the keys when you're cleaning them. You will all You will need... The equipment that you'll need to for cleaning your laptop is a sponge or lint-free cloth and rubbing alcohol. And if your laptop manufacturer has any specific cleaning instructions, directions, or warnings, please refer to them first. You don't, they know what they're talking about when they want you to clean their laptop that they made. But cleaning the case, cleaning the outside of it, what you want to do is you want to give it a bath with a damp sponge. That means do not, no, you do not want to dunk it in the water. You just uh, moisten your sponge, and then you can use standard dishwashing liquid. And don't use a detergent that contains strong chemicals, acid, or alkaline. And don't use abrasive powders. Just use a regular dishwashing liquid. Uh, mix a little bit of it together with a little bit of water and then you spoke, soak the sponge into the mixture and wring it clean and then you'll take the sponge and you'll gently wipe the laptop's case you'll wipe on the top uh, all over the place except the LCD screen the keyboard the plugins in the back and the CD-ROM driver floppy drive or whatever other drives they have sitting there. You do not touch those with moisture, otherwise you can ruin them. And then you can, after you've done the sap, wipe off any excess moisture or dust by using a lint-free cloth. Also make sure that the sponge is dry enough that it doesn't drip liquid into the laptop. If water gets in the laptop, water and electricity are best pals, so poof! No more laptop. Um, you also want to use a cotton swabs to clean some of the gunk from the cracks. And don't clean inside any disk openings or PC card slots. Never spray any liquids into those openings either. Otherwise, that could ruin your laptop for good. Then you'll want to clean the keyboard. And every so often you can vacuum the keyboard. You can use uh, little portable vacuums, either with the tiny toothbrush or the upholstery cleaning attachment and it effective 
actively sucks up all the junk that's sitting in the keyboard. Some people, I mean, I know you people who like compressed air use can spray it and it'll spray all the junk out of the keyboard. But you want to be careful with this procedure because if you do it wrong, you can blow the junk even further into your keyboard and then you really have a problem. But for recommending you want to use a vacuum, just put the vacuum, the, um, the tiny toothbrush or the upholstery cleaning attachment and you just go back and forth over the keyboard over every key. And it's, uh, it's a good thing that you leave your laptop off when you get to vacuuming, otherwise you'll see things popping up all over the screen and words going all over the place and you're like going over the keyboard and it pops up stuff. And so you want to make sure your laptop is off so then you can vacuum the keyboard out and you go over every key and of course you'll be pressing down the keys and what and whatnot but you don't want to push it down too hard just go over it and try to get as much junk as you can and clean the top of the keys off the top of the keys that you press that is what you want to use the rubbing alcohol for what you'll do is you'll soak it up into a soft dust free cloth or you'll use a cotton swab and then you gently rub the key tops and do not making sure not to drip any alcohol inside the keyboard because that could be a problem for you right there and never spray cleaner directly on the keyboard because in the little cracks that's actually where it goes down into your computer and it could ruin the electrical circuit right there so just lightly rub it with the rubbing alcohol make sure that it that the just moist when you rub it with the cloth and not damp just very moist and then for cleaning the screen it be it for a laptop or desktop computer they're filled with controversy uh, generally one recommends using any liquids because liquids can can damage the LCD's delicate surface even so if you might damage the LCD screen you have to rub on some if you ever plan on getting that sneeze residue off the LCD screen and you follow these steps to safely clean your laptop screen make sure the computer is off when you do this what you'll do is you'll wipe the dust off the monitor with a soft lint-free cloth as much as you can and don't push hard because you just might break the LCD screen uh, then you'll dampen a sponge or lint-free cloth with water you want it moist you don't want it dripping wet so make sure it's not dripping wet and then you'll rub the screen surface gently make sure no excess liquid is on or inside the monitor and then let the monitor dry completely before closing the lid on your laptop otherwise if you are done cleaning the LCD screen you close the lid on it and then when you open it up later it's like oh what's this it's got all these keyboard stains on the screen well that's what happens when you don't let the screen dry off enough you want to make sure that you have the monitor completely dry before closing the lid otherwise you'll have stains from the keyboard on your screen and that won't be a fun mess some office supply stores can they carry special LCD screen cleaners 
as well as the lint-free wipes that you can use to clean your screen and the rest of the laptop. And avoid using alcohol or ammonia-based cleaners on your laptop screen. These cleaners can damage the LCD screen pretty quickly. And don't squirt any cleaner directly on a laptop screen. With a desktop monitor, you might be able to get away with it. But on a laptop or an LCD screen, no, that wouldn't work. And if you have any ideas or podcast ideas that you would like me to talk about in a technology, you can simply contact me by going out to taylormerrick.com clicking on a contact me and I will review your idea and it might be used in a future podcast and that will be it for technology unfortunately I was not able to get a live podcast done today the computer system is not working for some reason I don't know why but I won't be able to use that for a little bit I should let you know when you can tune in and listen live and I'm hoping that one of these days I can do a question and answers where you ask me questions and I'll answer them directly on this podcast I'd like to thank you all for listening to episode number six if you'd like to subscribe to this feed you go out to taylormerrick.com click on the blog link and from there you can do it don't forget to do the reviews I encourage you to do them every review helps to improve this podcast make it better don't forget to tell your friends and family about this podcast and my name is Taylor Merrick and I'll see you next week When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.